Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It is time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, good morning. Going to try to be a good boy today. Got my war uniform on. Can't wait to get running here, but I'm going to try to be disciplined. Uh, get your communion. We're going to take communion here this morning with Joe. Myra's going to open us up with prayer, and I'm going to try to keep my mouth shut until we get through all of that, because once I get rolling, I'm going to roll. And it's kind of amazing. Uh, my Our grandson got a drone. Somebody gave, gave him a little drone, and he flew it into the trees. He'd had it about, uh, I don't know, five hours, and was showing it off to Grampy and flew it into the trees, and we lost it. So I was a good grampy, and I went out uh, into the into the thicket to try to find it. I was li- literally like three hours trying to find this stupid drone. And uh, I got some – you guys ever heard of a thorn in the flesh? Of course you have. And I live in Thornville, so it tells you there's all kinds of thorns around here. And I'm telling you, the little pricks I have all over my body is unbelievable. And I, I, I wonder when those little – when you run into a thorn, does that thing fall off and stick inside there and embed down there? Is there a poison that goes down in there? Because I'm telling you, gave new meaning to thorn in the flesh to me. I'm not whining and complaining. I'm just telling you this. Boy, the Lord will show you examples of everywhere you look. And I don't know about you. The last, the four shows we've done this week, gosh darn. <laughs> huh? I've been in church my whole life. Never heard, never heard nothing like it's been coming out of us in the last uh, four days. Anybody say amen on that one? Is it just me? Am I patting myself on the back or something? And it's not really amen. 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 I mean, thought provoking, deep stuff. And it's no wonder that Christianity is so shallow. Nobody ever goes deep. They never ever go deep. Afraid to go deep, I think, because the deeper you go, sorry, the deeper you go the deeper your commitment has to be. Or the deeper your commitment is, the deeper you will go. And most of us live on surface Christianity. Not to say, man, I'm going to talk about some of that today, maybe why we got there. But first, I'm going to let Myra pray us in, followed by Joe and communion. Go, Myra. Coach, good morning, Harold. How are we doing? Uh, The reading today is going to be from Ezekiel. 38, 1 through 4. Myra, I'm going to start. You send that in the morning. I'm going to start getting this ahead of time. I don't want to. This up, we're, we're already, already have it up there. So, Jonathan, I'm going to start sending this stuff ahead of time so you know the scripture. Go ahead. Okay. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying. What? Wait a minute. The word came? How'd it come? And what? It said something? So the word of the Lord came and said something. Okay, go ahead. Yes, coach. And I didn't say in the beginning, it is written. Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Mishif, and to bow. And prophesy against him. Prophesy against him means to speak against him. Speak against him. Against who? Against set your face against Gog. Land of my Gog and the chief prince. Remember? Principalities and powers. Go ahead. Yes, coach. And say, thus say the Lord God. Because you have the ability to speak for the Lord. Go ahead. Behold, I am against thee, O Gog the chief prince of Meshef and Tubal? You're speaking for the Lord, and the Lord wants you to tell Meshach and Tubal, the Lord's against him. Go ahead. 
Yes, coach. And I will turn thee back and put hooks into thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth, and I will and all thy army, horses and horsemen, and all them crowed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with buckers and shields, all of them handling swords. Mm. <laughs> yeah, what's he going to do? He's going to put a hook in their mouth, man. Uh, he's going to show them who's in charge. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, coach. Amen. Not just all him, all their, all their horses and all their horsemen and everything they got. He says, I'm uh, I'm reeling you dudes in. <laughs> yes, Coach. Holy Spirit, you're always welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I unleash resurrection power, love, grace, and joy on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Come on in, Joe. Uh, yes, Coach. Good morning, everybody. Morning. Can we please go to Isaiah 53, 3 to 6? And uh, I think these verses are one of the reasons why that... Uh, uh, this is, I think this chapter is one of those not taught in synagogue. Hmm. Uh, and um, it's pretty clear why. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Wow, 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 wow. As we hid it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Hmm. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yeah, we didn't appreciate it, did we, Joe? No, sir. We didn't have a friggin' clue. We did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Yep. But he was wounded for our transgressions. We did it to him. He was bruised for our iniquities. Clint Harper did it to him. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Yes, sir. And with his stripes, we are healed. Betty was healed with his stripes. All like all that, all that past, everything, huh? All, all healed from that. That yeah. old dead man, we talked about that yesterday. That old dead man's dead, right? Bury that dead man. Quit carrying around that body of death. Go ahead. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. Yep, and the yep. Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And uh, when you read this, it puts a different flavor to John 3.16. A lot more sorrows in John 3.16 when you read the Isaiah 53, 3 to 6. And it's hard to comprehend that a God who we can't really comprehend anyway, could love us enough to give his only begotten son. It's just, it, it's, mm -hmm. it's hard to really comprehend. It's all, it's all inclusive and very restrictive at the same time. Whosoever, whosoever, broad and narrow at the same time, man. It's unbelievable. Now, if we could switch to Matthew 26, 26. And uh, close our eyes in a short little prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you from sea to shining sea here in this wonderful country of ours and also some places around the world for those we are fortunate to have with us this morning. And we come to you with humility. We come to you with the Holy Spirit. We come to you with gratitude and lack of understanding for how you could be so loving and amazing as you are to have sacrificed what you did for our sakes and for us. But we are grateful that you have not only granted us salvation, but you, we are grateful that you, we can see that the world is waking up to the lies 
and criminal activities from our governments, not just this, but all those are most of those around the world. And also from our media and many of our uh, of the corporations that that we think serve us, but actually they're trying to make us serve them. We thank you there for this awakening that's happening. And we really, and we know that the rescue that you are planning for us is not of man, but of God. And we ask that you give us favor and blessings. And we thank you for your sacrifice and bring us cleansing to your sight as we examine ourselves this morning and bless this bread and this drink representing your body and your blood that you so generously sacrificed for us. And thank you for your grace and your love and for our salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body. Amen. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. 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 Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Um, just, I'm scrolling down here right now. Um, Mark Mattingly's on my heart this morning, on my wife's heart. And I'm looking to see if Mark's in here today. And uh, I don't think he was in here yesterday. And he's a very, very, very faithful guy. So let's uh, let's lift up Mark in prayer. You know, he's having some real physical issues. Maybe somebody out there, a couple of us out there can check in on Mark, see what's going on today. I know there are others, but Michelle texted me about it, that reminder of Mark. So I spoke to Matt yesterday, and I prayed with him, Coach. Good. Thanks. Thanks, Yes. Myra. All right. Uh, that's part of our job, right? Lifting up each other, holding up each other's arms in, in prayer. So I'm thinking about you, Mark. And uh, we had a couple guys yesterday. Uh, I just made a note here. Uh, I, my, my brain, Myra, I don't keep the notes that you keep. We prayed for two. One had a son sick yesterday. What was his name? Is that George? Is that you, George? Had the sick child. And George. Is there, is there an update on that, George? On your on your uh, your daughter? Was it your daughter? Or your son? It was your son. Yeah. No. Uh, there's an update. All right. He's. Uh, I'm watching him slowly die. He's. Don't say that, George. Don't say okay. that, George. I won't say that. I won't say it. I'm watching him go down. I'm watching him right. suffer. I'm watching mm-hmm. him suffer. He, this morning, came out and said, I haven't slept in three days. I'm mad. He's mad. He's got this congestion in his nose and his head. And he, all he can do is say, Dad, I can't believe how much is coming out of my head, out of my head. So mm. I asked the question. Myself, I say, I had the same thing. I said, what do I heard, you know, this ivermectin. I heard this. And so I went and got some. You know, I got the, uh, went tractor supply, picked it up myself, and decided I'd go ahead and do this myself on my own. Yep. And I did. Yep. And uh, what happens? Listen, <sighs> nothing. I, I don't have nothing. But then again, I've been doing other things too. So I don't know. But um, I say, my wife was adamant, adamant that there ain't going to be no horse place going in my son. So I said, well, okay, how much longer are you going to go? I, I need her to watch this this video, Dr. Judy Mikovitz. She lays it out, lays it clear, real, real clear. I don't really graduate high school with a 1.63, and I don't know anything, nothing. But I hear that. I hear it so clear. I hear truth, and I'm – I'm I'm standing right here now, and he's not, and so I'm I'm deeply, deeply disturbed, frustrated. Anything you can say, that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. You can't get any ivermectin in him. She won't let me. 
Wow. No. I can't. Lord, move on, move on her heart, Lord. Move on her heart. Help her to see. Do what George can't do, Lord. This sickness is not unto death. Raise up his son. In Jesus' name. We're with you, George. We're with you, George. We're with you. Amen. Coach, Thank you, take, Coach. Which you allow, would your wife allow George ivermectin in the pill form? Yeah, I'm because waiting on it to come in the mail. I'm waiting on it okay. right now. Okay. And uh, uh, it's not here. It's, I mean, I don't know if she would. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, uh, my hands are in the air. I'm praying. I'm doing everything I know, and uh, she refuses it. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, and George, George, you, you might uh, uh, remind her or make her aware that it won the Nobel Prize for the human form. And the horse form is just a secondary byproduct mm-hmm. of many uh, medicines that are then at, taken to animals after they were approved for humans. So they can't get a, they can't get a horse to swallow a pill. They give it to them in pig form. It's just a it's just a byproduct that that tastes good to horses because they like apples. Yeah. Yes, yeah. George. Maybe she will do a live video with Dr. Paul Goslin right there. That's my prayer. That's my prayer. I have a call in and a Dr. Terry over at the office and I left my voicemail. So hopefully today I'll be able to get on the phone. But I. Uh, hey, George, listen, let's. Yeah. Hey, George. Uh, we'll, pick, we'll, we'll pick this up in the after show, okay? Yep. I'm sorry. Yep. Um, no, that's okay. Yep. We'll pick it up in the after show. Paul, did you have anything to say? I, I cut you off there. You want to say something? Yeah, I'm not, you know, yeah, ivermectin, ivermectin. You have to have faith, you have to have prayer, and no more negative stuff. My son is dying, please. Well, not for that, George. Words not for that. have meaning. Yes, sir. Yes, Words sir. Words have meaning. And everybody here is in prayer with you right now. He'll be fine. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. 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 Uh, cool. Uh, Boy, I got something I got to get get out of me. Uh, Anders on mic, go ahead. Yeah, it, George, if you can get that paste and just put it on his feet, put it on his leg, put it, you know, rub it in. That's all you need to do. Thank you. I will. I will. Come on. What about Eva? What about Eva? We prayed for Eva yesterday. Anybody know? No, I t- spoke with George yesterday, but not with Eva. And we did pray um, John eleven forty four, the prayer that um, the Bible verse that you gave us, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Yeah, she she's out of the hospital, and she's at home, but in in extreme pain. And uh, <clears throat> I'm just at a loss of what what can help her. She, she was coerced to take the injections from her mother, who's a nurse, mm. and I'm crazy <clears throat> uh, because I. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Amen. People are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, are they not? Hey, listen, I want to move on. Not that we don't care about Eva and not that we don't care about your son. Um, we're, we're, in, we're in your corner on that one. You're in your corner. Um, amen, amen. So give me a couple minutes here. Be more than a couple minutes. You know, we went to the uh, – uh, I want to salute again Jeff Klein, who has labored so hard. Uh, with the school boards up there in, in Knox County, up around where he lives. and uh, We showed up last night again at the East Knox school board meeting uh, where they're, where they got a, they're pushing some, a family's pushing hard for their son to come to school dressed as a girl. And of course uh, we showed up with, I don't know, maybe a couple dozen of us last night. I never really got a, got a count. It was very, very, uh, very orderly and very, very, very peaceful. Uh, and uh, the freaks were there. Freaks being his mom and dad and a couple other of their supporters. Uh, folks, uh, can, are you looking at me? I'm tired of, of uh, happy, slappy talk with deviants. I'm, t- I'm tired of it. I'm tired Amen. of it. See, we are losing the battle because we won't speak the truth because we're worried about hurting somebody's feelings. So last night during the public session, after, after the freaks spoke, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I hope they're listening. After the freak spoke, trying to convince us that we're bigots because their freakish son, who's probably 
you know, probably dealing with some deep, deep issues. And we would pray for him. And we understand that situation. And I always like to use the illustration that a child trapped in this gender dysphoria, whatever, is no different than a drug addicted kid. It's no different. And we don't continue to give cocaine to a drug addicted child. We don't feed into that deviancy. But somewhere along the line, when it comes to sexual perversions, whether they're from the dark side, wherever, wherever they're coming from, we feed into, and what's the word I'm looking for? We acknowledge and we affirm deviancy. You with me, friends? Are you with me? When everybody in that room last night doesn't know why a little boy would want to dress like a girl. None of us know why. However, even though we're not allowed to say it, that is deviant and wrong, and we will not put that in front of the other children. Why won't people say that? Amen. What is so hard about that? Would we, would we honor a young boy who's hooked on crack cocaine to be able to come every one hour and go in the restroom and shoot himself up with crack cocaine? Because by the, what, by the way, that's he thinks he's a drug addict. Well, of course we wouldn't. You say, well, coach, that's because drugs are illegal. Uh, dude, so was butt sex illegal. So was homosexuality illegal. The illegality didn't change. The, our opinion towards it did. Our Ooh. embracing of deviancy is now in control of everything we go. So, so Jeff Hoyne did his usual two minutes, three minutes or whatever. They laugh at you know, they all chuckle. Here comes Jeff. Ha, ha, ha. Pretty good, good group in the room, other than us. Quiet group, of course. And spoke. The, look, those who want to bully you into accepting their beliefs. That's what's going on, friends. See, they call us bullies, but they're trying to bully you into compromising on what you believe. And I want you to know something. Compromise is defeat. Somebody say amen out there. Amen. 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 Boom. And they are real. And so those freaks, those freaks, they got up in front of us and they read whatever they read about, you know, well, go back through history and men are warriors and wearing dresses and kilts. And oh, my God. I sat there and listened to it. And Jeff Klein got up there. Jeff had his three minutes. Of course, they all laugh. Here's crazy Jeff again. And crazy Jeff got through saying what he was going to say. And I, I got I'd signed my name to speak. And I got up and I, I walked in front of the group. Look, folks, you get three minutes. It's called public comment. So I begin... Anybody was there, I think some guys filmed it. We'll get it. It's only, it's only three minutes. I began in a loving, caring way to say to those freaks, we don't hate you. And why is it every time we stand up in a position that opposes you, it's always hate. I don't even know you folks. I don't hate you. I pray for your son. I pray. I, but here's the issue. And I start into the issue, and I use the illustration of, anybody see the movie Hoosiers? And you remember when, uh, in the movie Hoosiers, Gene Hackman was the coach, and the school board member shows up at Gene Hackman because he didn't like the way that he was coaching. And he said to Gene Hackman, I hope you know what you're doing. Because he said there's a difference between getting naked and going outside of your house and barking at the moon. There's a difference between that and doing it in my house. And I said, that's where we are here, folks. What these people want to do in the privacy of their own, they're not going to bring it into my house and poison the minds of my children and my grandchildren. And I'm doing it, I think, in a pretty kind, articulate way. And you know what happens immediately? At least three different times, they started jamming me. Guys, what I'm talking about jamming? Huh? They started yelling back at me. They started calling me name, blah, 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 three different times. And the school board wouldn't stop them. I had my three minutes. And finally, the superintendent, are you ready for this one? Finally, the superintendent says me, uh, Mr. Dobbenmeyer, uh, you're not addressing your congregation. You are here to address the board. Now, I didn't have time to get into it. 
because it's public comment and I ain't addressing the board. But here's what I want you to know, friends. Here's what I want you to know. The power of truth coming out of my mouth. The demons started jamming it. The last thing they wanted to hear, the last thing they wanted the people in that room to hear was the truth. The superintendent saw it. The superintendent saw that the people were being awakened by truth. And he tried to put a stop to it. You're here to address us. Well, I I kept on going and I, I finished up. The meeting went on. And at the end of the meeting, Room, I don't know how many people there. There may have been 70 people in the room. I don't know. I'm going somewhere. Hang on. And after the meeting was over, people were filing out. And seven people walk up to me. Thank you. Not a one of them opened their freaking mouth. Not a one of them. And so we're in a room where if statistics were taken, if a poll was taken, 95% of the people in that room agreed with the truth coming out of my mouth. But they weren't Amen. brave enough to stand up and say so. Amen. Fear. Bam. Amen. By the way, I want to tip my cap to, uh, to Roger Weaver for coming all the way up there last night. He didn't have to come up there, and he, he did. And Glenn came all the way up there. Steve Deck drove in all the way from New Jersey to be there. But here's here's the focus. All of you who came, God bless you. Thank you for coming. Here's the focus of today's today's huddle, okay? Here it is. <clears throat> Where are the men? Where are the men? Amen. What, I'm going to say it again. Why won't men stand up publicly and defend their children? Why would they come up afterwards and whisper to me, thank you, oh, thank you? Why wouldn't, see, it's not in our nature, is it? Why didn't the men jump up right in the middle of what I speak? Well, Steve Deck did. As, as those freaks started to, inter, started to interrupt me, Steve Deck said, let him finish or let him talk or whatever it was. And one of those freaks got a big old fat freak, wanders over to Steve like he's going to punch Steve in the face. See, they have a set of rules for them, but not for us or a different set of rules, right? And we put up with the crap, and the superintendent goes along with the crap. Instead of the superintendent saying to those freaks, uh, there's a cop in the room, hey, sir, will you extra, will you, will you get these freaks out of here so this man can talk? Boom. No. They side with the freaks. I'm telling you, you see what's going on? And I'm going to tell you this, superintendent saw it. He saw that spirit going across that room. And he put a stop to it. Now, where are the men? Play that, Truella, play it, play it. Hey, Hey, guys, look, look. I said to my wife, I said to Steve Deck, I ruminated on all the way, all the way home, and I ruminated on last night and I was in sleep. But understand, to understand this, that we we had better up our game with our young boys. We better. Hey, look, look, they are not perp, they're not purpose, they're not going to get it if it's we're not intentional and purposeful in the education of our young guys. They're not going to get it. They're going to school and they're being trained by women and men who act like women. Somebody say amen. And if you have any testosterone amen. at all, amen. they want to get rid of you. Any testosterone at all, they're going to get rid of you. Unless you're a coach. You might get away with it a little bit if you're a coach. But if you're an average teacher who thinks that a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl, there ain't no room for you in it. They are the greatest of all bullies. They are trying to force their beliefs down our throat as they accuse us of trying to force ours down theirs. They're the revolutionaries. They are the ones. Where are the men? Where are the men? Play it. Matt Tawella. Put it at 1.5 if you can. You can. Put it at 1.5 for me just because it saves a little bit of time. 
Where are the men? Or lawless, a popular question has become, where are the men? People are asking this question because most of those showing up at public hearings to confront the tyranny are women. Hence the question, where are the men? First off, understand that men have been under attack by design of the government for over 50 years here in America. A short perusal of our laws, policies, and court opinions demonstrate that. Entertainment news media reveal that. We live in a matriarchal hell. And worse yet, the vast majority of churchmen have joined the state and the men-haters in effeminizing men via their mimini pimini pulpits. The spirituality of churchmen now is measured by how soft and ladylike they are. Amen! Yet, the question remains legitimate. Where are the men? And more pointedly, where are the men who fear God and have love and fealty to Christ? The men who cannot live in peaceful coexistence with the idols and evils and tyrants who trample the law and word of God. Where are they? The book of Acts reveals a Christianity wholly opposite of the current form of Christianity. In Acts 17, for example, there is a conflict between the people of Thessalonica and the Christians. The Jews and the evil men gathered there against Paul and Silas and the Christians, accused the Christians to the civil authorities, stating, quote, These who have turned the world upside down have come here too. And these are all acting uh -huh. contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying there is another king, Jesus. End of quote. This is classic Christianity in action. True Christianity confronts the false religions and paganism of the cultures, whether it's with the Jews and evil men here in chapter 17, or the followers of Diana in chapter 19, or the streets of post-Christian America in our day. True Christianity comes into conflict with the religion and idols of cultures. True Christianity confronts the idols and evils and tyrants of nations. These who have turned the world upside down, this means those who are declaring something contrary to what we have known. To them, this was an attack upon their filthy way of life, a possible end to their status quo. They have turned the world upside down. They are acting contrary to Caesar's decrees. They are declaring another king's rule. And this brings a conflict. And we have to ask, where are these kind of men in our day? The world is screaming for these kind of men. Men who love God, who have fealty to Christ. Men who will speak, men who will act. But most churchmen and Christian men in our day want nothing to do with conflict. They do not want to confront the idols and evil and tyrants of their day. They teach that we should conform to the evil edicts of Caesar, that there should never be a conflict, and if there is, those Christians causing it are bad Christians, that we are always to obey the state, that conflict is bad, confrontation should be avoided, accommodation and appeasement should be sought. The effeminate who fill America's pulpits in our days sit in their pious rot, swallowing camels and straining at gnats, and it is grievous Amen. to the hearts of men. And so I ask again, where are these men? We must shake ourselves, brothers. Where are these men? We must be those men. We must be those men in our day. We must shake ourselves free, brothers, from American Christianity. It is nothing more than a cheap whore which will sell itself for a morsel, consumed with its narcissism and its consumerism and its pedestalism. Brethren, we must be those kind of men. We need a move of the Holy Spirit in our lives, brothers. Let us speak. Let us act. Let us confront. Let us not flee from the conflict, but rather let our hearts burn within us when we see the law and word of God being impugned by men and the governments of men. And may we confront it. Let us be those men. Thank you for taking time to listen to this important message. Let Please us be those on the men. In the Let us be those men. Sermon out of Act 17 entitled, I preached it just before the so-called pandemic. You can shut it off. You can shut it off. Can you put that in the chat, Jonathan? We'll, we'll put it in that. By the way, Glenn, thanks for coming all the way up there last night. And, and uh, Emma and Tom and all of you. I, I don't, listen, when I forget to mention names, I'm, I'm not doing it wrong. I, I appreciate all of you, everything that you've done. I appreciate it all. I appreciate Rusty, who came to D.C. with us last last uh, Friday night. He couldn't or Thursday night. He couldn't make it the next day. But I just I appreciate you all. So please don't ever think, well, oh, he didn't impress me. He didn't even mention me. I got a, I told my wife, I got so much stuff rolling through my head, friend. I just tell you. So I want you to know that if I if I don't if I don't uh, reach out, and I, it's not that I don't care. I understand it's not that I don't I don't care. I appreciate it. I appreciate the sacrifice you made. But boys and girls, we gotta we gotta up our game. I'm going I'm going somewhere with you here in a second. But I'm gonna let Roger Roger come in and uh, Julie who went with us last night as well. So Roger, come on in. I don't want all of you in here yet. Okay, go ahead, go ahead Roger. Dave, the the only thing I would add, and and I don't know if it's what you want to hear from me, but sometimes my gut just says. Get out of government schools. What's that? They can't be saved, Roger. They can't be saved. You know, get your kids out is sometimes where my heart is on this issue. Mm. 
How about Gary Pierce? I forgot Gary led Gary led the school board in prayer last night. Even though maybe they didn't want to, Gary was the first one speaking, and he led the, he led them in prayer. Come on in, Julie. Thanks for going last night, Julie. Yeah, that was really good. Um, you know, like that video says, that man, that skinny man, that you know about saying he was a Christian, but yet he agreed with all of this garbage. Yeah. I'm like, and it's the church's fault because they, like you said, they teach love, 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 don't conflict, don't do this, don't do that, and be mm-hmm. let them be who they want to be or whatever. I'm sorry, but a child that age cannot make that decision without someone influencing them to do that. Amen. Amen. So I'm, I'm going to tell you this. See, all this sounds arrogant. I'm not, I, it ain't about me. All right. But see, Bible says they, uh, that they knew that there was a prophet amongst them. And that was last night in that school board meeting. Not that I'm some kind of prophet. See, I've, I've tried to help us understand that. A prophet is someone who speaks for God. They kind of chuckle, Jeff, not making fun of Jeff. They're they used to Jeff. They're used to Jeff. They weren't laughing when I got up there. In fact, it's they started attacking because of a boldness, uh, an assurance, a lack of fear, and a lack of compromise that they recognize. I'm not making fun of Jeff, okay? I'm not, I'm not, it's not about that. We have to walk in with an uncompromising, screw you attitude. We have Amen. to do that. We're at war. We've got to quit send, sending women to fight the war for us. That's where we are. It's funny that Matt would say that because, uh, well, hang on. Hang on. I'll get you in a second here, Paul. Pull up for me, uh, men in church. Men in church. Hey, hey, can I, I got to hold my breath. Okay, look, look. Don't take this the wrong way. Take it the right way. And I don't even know what the right way is. I'm telling you, I'm sorry. I'm just confessing to you. I don't encourage men to go to church. I'm sorry. I don't encourage men to go to church. Look what we've got. Look at what we have in men. And I don't encourage a man to go be more effeminized. So I did did some study. That, you hate me now because I said that. I'm just I, I'm just telling you. Church is for women. Church has become for women. Boom. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you. Scroll down. This is uh who is this? Uh, what's the name of the guy? Help me out here. Pew Research. Pew. Pew. Okay, look. Belief in God among men. of men believe in God. 21 believe in God and family certain. 7% believe in God, but not forget. It's hard for me to read. All right. So we have 57% of men in America believe in God. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. You don't have to. I want to go through this quickly. This pew right there. What's that say? Uh, Importance of religion and life of men. Uh, 47% of men say. Religion is important. 40% of men say religion is important in their life. 20% say it's somewhat somewhat important. 27% don't think it's important at all. These are men. By the way, going to churches, I would assume. Go ahead. Scroll down. Attendance at religious services among men. 31% of the men in America go to church. 31%. Can't blame them. Go to church at least once a week. 33 once a time or a monthly. Now, I assume they're putting Catholics in there. And Catholics probably skew the results a little bit because for a Catholic, it's almost a sin not to go to church. Right? Somebody, man, huh? So they're going out of duty. They ain't going because they're living it out. They're going because they're scared. 35% seldom or never go to a religious service. Men, American men. American men, frequency of prayer among men, 46% say they pray at least day. 46% of American men say they pray daily. And we know they don't. All oh, 16% do weekly. Good. 30% never do. 
What's going on? How about this? Frequency of participation in prayer, scripture, Bible study, yada, 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 yada. Why, uh, 21% do at least once a week, <laughs> one day a week. That's probably church, right? They go to church on Sunday, and that, that's that's a religious commitment. 8% do it twice a month. 62% never participate in prayer, scripture, study, or religious education. Never! It's staggering, isn't it? Men, we're talking about men. Head of the household, men. Frequency of meditation among men. Meditation. 37% do it at least once a week. (laughs) You guys are doing it five days a week here. You're doing five days a week. 48% never. (laughs) Never. Frequency of feeling spiritual peace and well-being amongst men, probably at Christmas time. 53% say, yeah, that happens to me once a week. Yeah. <laughs> 20% say, I, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> Never heard of such a thing. <laughs> Frequency of feeling one wonder about the universe. <laughs> 40%, probably when they're watching a Star Wars movie. 24%, never feel any wonder about it, ever, ever. Keep going, there's a few more left. Huh? Source of guidance on right and wrong among men. Where do men get their sense of right and wrong? Why, golly, 28% of them get it from religion. <laughs> 47% use common sense. Like that guy last night dressed like a woman with <laughs> That's common sense to him, see. 10% get it from science, and 3% don't even know where they get it. <laughs> Belief in absolute right and wrong. Why, heck, 35% of Americans believe that. Huh? 35, yeah. 62% believe right or wrong depends on the situation. Wasn't it here a couple weeks ago? I talked about situational ethics. Wasn't it here? I think it was, wasn't it? There's a religion of government. There's a religion of the public schools. There is religion in the public schools. It's called situational ethics. Here it is. 62% of people believe right and wrong depends on the situation. If you're not, uh, if you can't afford having a baby, kill it. Kill it. That's situational ethics. And frequency of reading scripture. 30% of men say they do it at least once a week. Whoa. And that's probably only one scripture. Or maybe they read it in church when the pastor read it, and they read along with the pastor. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. 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 50% never read the Bible. Some do it several times a year. Hey, some 10% does it a couple times a month. Wow. Interpreting scripture among men. 20% of men said the word of God should be taken literally. Only 27%. A quarter of all men think the word of God, but not everything in it should be taken literally. And at 38%, not the word of God at all. <laughs> Good Lord. Huh? Belief in heaven among men. Oh, they all believe in heaven. Everybody's going to heaven. They just ain't going to stay. 25% don't believe in heaven. 8% don't even know. Belief in hell. Uh, 56% believe that. 36, I ah, don't believe. 44%, ah, I don't know. What the hell? What the hell? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So that's how we get this. Are you ready? And then I'm going to open it up. I promise. I know I've been ranting, ranting here. Play he, him, her. He, him, her. This is how we end up with this crap. Go ahead. Thanks for stepping into umpire, Mr. Fletcher. Well, I'm an English teacher, not a phys ed teacher, but I'll do my best. You'll do fine. Just call the kids safe or out. And keep an eye on them right there. They've been trying to steal. Who, him? No, we use the kids' preferred pronouns. He's on second. I mean them. There's only one kid there. Who's them? They are. He is? No, they is. He's on second. You mean her? Don't call me her. I'm a him. That's a he. The kid on third uses she. He uses she? No, she uses she. And you want me to keep my eye on them? Yes. But especially him. 
No, keep your eye on them. They've been trying to steal. Who's they? Him, her, and him? No, not him and her. Just them. Their pronoun is there. And they're right there. I'm an English teacher. I get pronouns. That's him, her, and him. No, that's them, him, and her. Excuse me, but now I identify as him. He's gender fluid. He used to be she, but now she's him. Huh? And I'd like to change my pronouns to Z, Zim, and Zer. Now Z wants you to call Zer Zim. What's a Zim? Don't call Zim a what? Now Z is offended. Look, I don't want to offend anybody. I'll call them by their names. Kids, what are your names? I'm Addison. I'm Addison. Addison. Their parents are millennials. They named them all Addison. Well, why do I have to use preferred pronouns? Because gender is a social construct, and I was born this way. How, how can it be born that way if gender is a social construct? Whoa, 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 Don't question their identity or his or Zer's. Just follow the rules and call them they. <gasps> Who makes these rules? They do. This they? No, not that they. They they. Huh? They will get you fired if you don't use the right pronoun. They will kick you off of Twitter if you question their beliefs. They cancel comedians and offend them. They get rid of professors with different points of view. But who's they? Nobody knows who they are. We just have to listen to them. Bingo. <laughs> Nobody knows who they are. We just got to listen to them, right? Amen. Oh, yeah. Oh my, this is good. This is better than your amen. I got listen, I gotta show you one more. Gotta show you one more. Public speaker dad, play that one up there for me, huh? Uh hey, this guy is a man. I don't know if he's a Christian, but he's a man. He's probably not a Christian because Christian men aren't allowed to act like this. Go ahead. He's coming. He's walking to the podium. Simon Campbell, 1571 Brookfield Road, Lower Makefield Township. I'm a Pensbury School District resident, Pensbury School District taxpayer. I'm also a former member of the Governing Board of Directors, 2009 to 2013. It's nice to see the old faces. I'm here to speak today. I believe, Gary, you said it was item KKK in the agenda book. Well, isn't that just a perfect, perfect summation of what it is I'm here to talk about? KKK, your proposed new school board policy, seeking once again to limit the constitutionally protected speech of American citizens. Now, when I sat on this school board, I believe some of you old-timers might remember this, a union guy spoke at public comment for five minutes and ripped me a new one. He called me the bastard child of Margaret Thatcher. And I sat there and I said to myself, okay, fair enough, welcome to America. He considers me a bastard because I'm in the government. His logic is sound. Now, what happened was the superintendent and the school solicitor at the time freaked out and they didn't put the tape online the next day. And I called them up and I said, get the tape online now before we get sued for censorship. I yelled at the solicitor to, and I asked him what law school he went to because it was clearly constitutionally protected rhetorical hyperbole. I can cite the case if you'd like. And I said to Paul Long, the superintendent at the time, don't ever cut the tape again, Paul. And by the way, bastard child of Margaret Thatcher, I took it as a compliment. Now, you snowflakes apparently have a bigger problem with public comment. It seems to me that you think you can supersede the United States Constitution. Well... I've got news for you, school board president Benito Mussolini. Your power does not supersede that of the U.S. Constitution and the First Amendment rights of the citizens of this great nation. Let's be very, very clear who has the power. Mr. It is Campbell, not government policy. You, do not you, warn me or do not interrupt my time. That if you make personal insults like that again, or if you personally direct your comments, you will be asked to step away from the podium. I'm going to quote to you, Solicitor. I'm quoting just a minute. Do not talk over me. This is my comment, not your comment. I'm quoting to you now from the United States Supreme Court 1964 case, New York Times versus Sullivan. This is constitutional case law in this country, and I'm quoting you from the U.S. Supreme Court. The, just, the judges wrote that 
This nation is founded on the, quote, profound national commitment to the principle that debate on public issues shall be uninhibited, robust, and wide open, and that it may well include vehement, caustic, and sometimes unpleasantly sharp attacks on government and public officials. That's constitutional case law in this nation. I don't have to be nice to you. Nobody behind me has to be nice to you. If you don't like living in the United States of America, then you can all move to Russia, Cuba, or China. This is the First Amendment. And I will, I will, caution, you, I will caution you, solicitor. There is a video camera to my left. If you edit this tape, then you're going to have a big legal problem on your hands because my right to critique your fascism, which is what this is, is constitutionally protected. There are emails, public record emails, in which the director of equity is lobbying and advocating for public comment to be censored in this school district. And you know what? You know what? lobbying for it, advocating for it. We've got the school board president saying she'll do better at hitting the moot button in blatant violation of the Constitution for her lobbying and her advocacy of unconstitutional censorship. I want you, the school board, to terminate the employment of Dr. Charissa Gibson with immediate effect. terminated her employment, I want all of you to tender your resignations for hating on this country. We have a God-given constitutional right to critique you, and we can speak in any lawful tone that we see fit. And don't go looking around, Benito, because this is the United States of America. You have a good... Uh, one more thing. I want to make a verbal request right now for an unedited copy of the tape. So if any of you delete it, you're going to have a big legal problem. Good night. <laughs> Amen, amen. Come on in, Reggie. I like when he says you don't have to be nice. That's right. <laughs> you don't. don't be nice. That's where we live. Christians live the gospel of nice. Um, I wanted to make a comment in regards to the churches, clergy, and women. I worked in the diocese. Um, our family was heavily involved in the churches for the entire time of my adult life. But I can tell you from experience working in the diocese, these women run these churches. It's a Pollyanna, Aunt Polly. 1960, they told you what they were going to do. And they run the priests. They run the deacons. They run every ministry. And nothing can get done unless it passes through their hands and their approval, not the clergy. And this is in every church. If you watch, all these women run. They run their husbands. They run the pew, the ushers. They run everything. And it is, it's, it's, it's disgusting. It's well, that's, a, that, that's the point that I'm trying to make, right? Women run the church. If we reduced, if we would, folks, I just showed you statistics that the fathers don't even father their children spiritually. Nope. They don't even father their children spiritually. Who does that? Mommy. So when a man gets some testosterone in him, he says, I want to be a man, but I'm a Christian. I don't want to act like mommy. So they walk away from Christianity. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be a sissy, man. God bless you. Jesus loves you. No, no, I want to be a prophetic guy. Thus saith the Lord. You get your act together, dude, or you're out of here. That, to me, is Christianity. Sorry. That's where I live it. Come on in, Paul. Uh, again, Coach, you know, I um, I don't know why uh, the Bible comes, but um, no, throwing uh, pearls before swine was kind of what you were doing yesterday, I guess. And I um, knew I was. And I knew I was. God bless you for that. Setting that seed needs to be done also. But right. you know, a little word, a little word of boldness and authority. When you finally get there, you inflict the will of God onto these people. And you have to make sure it's not your will that you're, you're doing. Um, so geez, it's take captive of every thought, right? Coach? Mm, and these right. words come from this show. This is how I learned the gospel. You Amen. are doing, you're doing something that I didn't think possible, but you've changed the narrative. You changed the whole way of things are done. Pastors mm -hmm. aren't pastors, coaches aren't coaches, doctors, doctors it's a, it's a crazy world we live in but i i tell everybody 
It's your authority. If you say negative words, if you live that, if you if you put it out into the ether, okay, these like my, my my son is going to die. What the hell was that? I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. It just doesn't work that way. You gotta That's be right. He's gonna live and not die. He's gonna live and not die. He's gonna live, not die. Right? That's what it is. Yeah, I would I'm with you. I'm with you. Rochelle. Thanks, Coach. Um, I got two things. I um that the man, that's the third time that I've seen that video, and I could probably watch it ten more times and not get sick of it. Because it seems like the men sat down 50 years ago and have not stood up since. And the families are dying. Their kids are being raped. And it's about time we see that kind of passion. I love Amen. it. And then um, with the statistics, I think Pew started taking these statistics back in 1937. And back then, you had almost 75% of the men in churches. So we need the uh, yeah. believe it or not, we need that kind of guidance, and we're not getting it. And society proves it. Amen. That's exactly right. Joe, come on in. Uh, thank you, Coach. Um, you know, I think not just uh, a lot of Christian, a lot of uh, everybody out in the street, but almost most of the Christians, we're walking, we're live, we're walking by sight not by faith we're living by sight not by faith and there's no faith there's no faith and we do not take care of how we prophesy over ourselves and our loved ones we have life and death in our tongue amen amen, amen. Yes, i gotta listen i gotta get this in. i don't mean to cut you off words with our tongue. i gotta get i gotta get this i gotta get this out okay i made mistakes as a father I made a mistake. I want you guys to listen. Men, I'm talking to the men right now. Talking to the men. What man in your life spoke into your life? What man in your life was constantly, every day, telling you what God wanted you to do with your life? God has called you to do this. You're more than able to do this. I recognize this skill set in you. How many of you fathers, talking to me now, Wasted the opportunity to speak life and vision and purpose into the life of our sons. You can all raise your hand. We can all. And here's here's what I know. I I can't tell you the number of uh, uh, dads who came to me afterwards, after the coaching season was over, and came to me and said, Coach, thanks for all you did for my son because he listens to you more than he does me. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Now, guys, how did we get in that situation where we don't speak vision into our children? You go ask my seven-year-old grandson right now. You've seen it here. He comes and sits down beside me and say, I said, David, what do men do? Does anybody know what he says? Men protect women. Where did he learn that? I spoke it into him. I spoke it into him. David, you're going to do, man, you're going to do great things for the Lord. I don't know how he's going to use you, but boy, he is going to use you as a warrior of the Lord. Did anybody ever in your life speak that into you, men, ever? No. And we got to get busy doing it. We got to get busy at a young age, planting a seed inside the heart of a young man and allow that thing to grow. Water it. Train it and allow it to grow. And I'll tell you something, mommies can't do it. Elementary school teachers can't do it. Pussy pastors can't do it. Amen. I I remember, hey, I remember, I, I ought to say the name, I'm not going to. I was going to the church at that time. And I just come through this hell with the American Civil Liberties Union. Lost my job, I laid it down. Everything, my life destroyed. And I went to the pastor and said, hey, pastor, I got a lot of time on my hands. I'd like to travel with you. I'd like to carry your, I'd like to carry your bags. I'd like to come f- figure out what this whole Christian thing is all about. He blew me off. He said, you need to be part of a man's ministry. 
not lead one. Well, that's speaking into your life, isn't it? And that's speaking into your life. What kind of fool could not see the leadership abilities in me? Instead of taking me and sharpening my skills, I scared him. I scared him. Why? Because he was a pussy. Boom. He was a pussy. Most of them are. They don't want a man around. Now I feel better. Now I feel better. Hey, boys and girls, that's why men won't go to church. Bingo. See you Monday. Monday.